This episode is brought to you by Rockstar Energy Drink. Be honest, are you procrastinating by listening to this podcast? It's okay. You just need Rockstar Focus. Choose from three delicious flavors, each crafted with ingredients for an ideal energy and mental boost, like lion's mane, 200 milligrams of caffeine, and zero sugar. Visit rockstarenergy.com to learn more. At least 75 milligrams of caffeine has been shown to help improve attention. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Hola. Hello, this call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow, ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow, now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier, thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the BBC Good Food Podcast. I'm Tracy Ray, BBC Good Foods Health Editor. This week, I am discussing how your diet can affect aging with Emma White from NutriCheck. Can you reverse aging with diet? We spend thousands on skincare, supplements and styling hacks in an effort to look younger. But what about diet? Does what we eat play a role in maintaining that youthful glow? Joining me to discuss this is Emma White, Senior Nutritionist at NutriCheck, the top-rated food diary app and website. Emma has worked as a nutritionist for eight years, guiding and advising thousands of people over the years towards making healthier choices that work for them. Hi, Emma. Thanks for being here. Hi, Tracy. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, brilliant. So I'm really excited to talk about aging today. It's something we get asked a lot, and it's something that we haven't touched on the podcast yet. So before we get into things, I did want to mention the distinction between chronological and biological aging for anyone listening. So chronological aging is how long you've been alive, while biological aging is a look at how old your cells are. As many of us know, aging is a very complex uh, subject and really it's such a privilege to grow older. However, I think we can all agree that the journey is much more pleasant if we can also grow healthier um, at the same time and at least maintain a good degree of health along the way. Because it's such a broad topic, uh, we're going to focus on skin and uh, food's effect on skin aging. So I'm going to jump right in. And uh, I think something that happens is in your 20s, 
I think you can get away with a lot of things. <laughs> Am I right? Um, and then you hit your 30s and all of a sudden you notice when you don't drink that water and you don't wipe off your makeup at night and you don't moisturize. All of a sudden you can really see it. Obviously, a lot of us are aware of factors like alcohol and pollution and smoking and how those affect um, our skin and the aging of our skin. Um, but I'd love to hear from you a little bit about uh, what's that correlation between what we eat and um, the quality of our skin? Yeah, absolutely. There is absolutely a, a relationship between um, what we put into our bodies or what we don't put into our bodies and how that reflects on our um, skin and our sort of outside physical appearance. Um, I'm a really big believer in the whole um, good skin comes from within. Um, so you talked about how not taking off your makeup or not using certain creams like these definitely have an impact um, on our skin. But for me, the most important factor is actually how we're nourishing our body. Um, so when you think about it, our skin is made up of nutrients, essentially. So um, it's made of protein and water and fats and certain vitamins. Um, so it makes sense that we need to consume those things to help our skin uh, rejuvenate and repair um, and stay healthy, essentially. So a big one that people probably have heard of is a protein called collagen. So protein is quite a big one um, and collagen is the most abundant protein um, in our body. So it's found in all sorts of connective tissues and our skin and muscles and tendons. So it's quite a huge um, thing and it's very important that we're taking in adequate amounts of protein in our diet to help um, our skin cells and things build and help them make collagen. A sad fact is that around the age of 25, we just gradually start to like make less and less collagen, um, which is one of the reasons we see um, ourselves sort of aging over that time. Uh, like you said, in our 20s, we kind of got away with a lot, but I think it soon creeps up on you and you realise, okay, um, uh, it, like aging is catching up with me now. And, um, and But you can have such a big impact by taking care of your body, taking in the right nutrients. Water, I think, is another key sort of nutrient. And I mean, we've probably all heard the advice that make sure that you're drinking lots and lots of water and your skin will be glowing. I'm not sure I'm a massive believer that we can have, that we can hugely impact it by drinking extra amounts of water. But ensuring that we're having adequate amounts absolutely is important for um, keeping our skin cells or hydrated and um you know we'll, we'll all be familiar with if you get a bit dehydrated you probably notice that your lips cut sort of wrinkle up a little bit don't they so that's just a, a, a quite quick visual sign that there's a relationship going on there I think that's a really good point that you made around the water because it's definitely something you hear of like what's your secret to glowing skin I you know oh I just drink loads and loads of water and yes water is really important and if you're not getting enough to the point where you're dehydrated then you will see that on your skin you won't get that plumpness fine lines and wrinkles will be more obvious but it's not something that you can um 
kind of you can't eradicate you know skin issues by drinking excess water it only works to the point where you have adequate water and then you know there are other factors as well um i always think of it i remember when i learned the skincare tip to kind of add moisturizer to a slightly wet face because it like soaks up the water and it seals in the skin and I think about it the same way with um, drinking water internally and making sure you have enough electrolytes you know like your potassium and your magnesium and your sodium to absorb that water into your cells that that's what's going to give that plumpness to your skin but once you've uh, reach that point, then there are other things that also have a factor um, on your skin. So I know you were talking about some certain nutrients uh, that are really important for supporting collagen production and that all important elasticity, which um, now as a woman in my 30s, I'm really starting to be aware of. Could you share a few of those nutrients? Yeah, absolutely. So other things, I think, It'll be ones that people will be very familiar with seeing on skincare products. So things like vitamin C, vitamin E, vitamin A, they come up a lot um, as being quite key sort of um, nutrients for skin health. And they do play a really important sort of internal role. So all of those sort of act as antioxidants, which essentially means that they fight sort of free radicals, which can damage all our cells, essentially, um, so particularly our skin cells. So making sure that, again, we're taking adequate amounts of those vitamins is really important for supporting um, overall skin health. Also, fats are an important part. So our cells do contain some fats. And there's a couple of reasons why. If you think that those, so vitamin A, vitamin E are both fat-soluble vitamins. So we need certain fats to actually be able to absorb those vitamins and use them. So it's one of the reasons why fats are so important, but also um, just that they, we, our cells actually need them as well um, to function and for the cell lining and things like that. So omega-3s have lots of potential health benefits, but could be really beneficial to skin health um, and just general cell health as well. So um, that's the key one um, to mention. But yeah, I think then otherwise protein and water were the other sort of key ones, which I'd um, mentioned previously. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Hola. Hello, this call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier. Thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. 
Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah. So I think when you mentioned the fats, I always think about, you know, that kind of when you're younger, a lot of us can struggle with uh, slightly oilier skin. And we're always trying to think of ways to get rid of that oiliness. But actually, often as our skin ages, we can have the reverse issue where we're not having enough of those kind of fatty acids and fatty nutrients to keep our our skin moisturized and uh, glowing. So as you say, including more things like omega-3 fats, uh, vitamin E rich fats, like, you know, your avocado and, um, you know, olive oil, all of those good healthy fats that I think we've, we've spoken about many times are really important for maintaining that um, over the course of the years. And they can actually, so fats can, yeah, help sort of with controlling excess oil in the skin as well. So that can be really beneficial for people who might suffer with certain skin conditions as well. And another thing that you mentioned, and I think it's really, a, I would say it's a key word when you think about anti-aging is free radicals um, and oxidative stress. I think those are two terms that that we hear a lot around anti-aging. So for anyone listening that mightn't be familiar with those terms, um, I guess just to give you an idea, when we're exposed to things like pollution and sun damage and all of these things that we hear are uh, terrible for for our skin and and other things, it's because they can cause oxidative stress on the body and that triggers the release of something called uh, free radicals, which essentially then are the things that can cause this kind of breakdown in our skin. It can affect multiple layers of the skin. It can affect your elasticity. It can break down collagen. It can contribute to pigmentation, sunspots, all of those things that uh, fine lines and wrinkles, all of those kind of things that uh, we want to try and prevent and, and slow down. I just wanted to jump on. Um, I know we've said that we'll be talking quite specifically about skin aging, um, but ultimately the two kind of go hand in hand. So anything that's going to be aging your skin cells was will essentially be aging you internally so I think all this advice actually spills over into just like general health and longevity as well Absolutely. Yeah, you're getting the benefit of both worlds. So you don't have to feel like you're just you're just doing one thing for one part of yourself and then you still have a whole host of other things. Whatever you do to support your skin is also going to support your overall health. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned things like protein and obviously we talk about a lot about collagen and protein. Collagen is a protein and um, the importance of amino acids for supporting that skin collagen production and elasticity, the importance of fats and uh, vitamins and antioxidants. So back to what I mentioned about the free radicals and oxidation. Anytime you hear oxidation, the antidote is usually antioxidants or antioxidants oxidation and you find a lot of those nutrients and antioxidants in things like your colorful fruits and vegetables, your uh, fibrous kind of legumes, uh, anything with color, I, I like to say. I don't know what you usually say when people ask where to find antioxidants, but I always think anything with any food with a lot of color yeah, is, a, is a good absolutely, way. Absolutely, yeah. I was actually having this conversation this morning with one of my friends about it's 
it's quite intuitive really it's just about if something looks bright and colorful and whole and you know like it maybe came from the earth then it's probably very good for you um and it will be full of those important nutrients um so yeah absolutely color is color is key but i did say that doesn't mean the type of color that you'd find in something like certain breakfast cereals where it's been artificially added (laughs) yes natural colors that is definitely an important uh, factor so I'd like to get into the nitty-gritty of, you know, what are the best and worst things to do uh, to eat for anti-aging and also what are the best and worst, you know, habits when it comes to uh, supporting and slowing down that that aging process? Because really when we're talking about diet and aging, we're talking about prevention, right? I mean, all of the research shows that, you know, you can't change the the trajectory of of aging, but you can slow it down. And, you know, there's numerous studies showing that uh, things like vitamin D and vitamin C can um, slow down the breakdown of, of collagen and preserve the elasticity in skin longer than, you know, the natural aging process. And antioxidants can act as a buffer for, you know, reducing pigmentation and acting as a natural sun barrier. So that's really what we're what we're talking about here today. So I think particularly when we're talking about skin and we're talking about that visual aspect, we're thinking, okay, I want to stay fit and I want to stay healthy and I want to eat the right foods. And sometimes that can fall into the category of uh, low calorie. I'd love to hear your thoughts about eating a low calorie diet and restricting calories and how that can affect um, your skin and um, aging. Yeah, absolutely. This is um, it's quite an interesting question, really, because I think like a lot of things, it kind of depends on what level we're talking about. So actual a sort of moderate calorie reduction um, has been shown actually to help um, increase sort of lifespan in some sort some studies um, and, and, and sort of improve our cellular health. But there's an issue when it goes too far and that calorie restriction also becomes nutrient restriction. And that's when you're going to be not benefiting your, your, your cell health or your skin health because you're missing out on those key nutrients that re- are really important for that. So essentially, if you're dropping your calorie intake too low and it means that you can't get a good balance of nutrients in your diet, that's not going to be good for longevity. It's not going to be good um, for your skin cell health in the long term. But potentially in ensuring you're not having sort of an excessive intake of calories and that you're having a good balance of nutrients is a really good way to maintain overall sort of health but skin health and keep our cells younger um, for longer. So that really makes me think of the phrase overfed and undernourished because I think what you're you're getting at there is it's that kind of that 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 crossroads between you know reducing calories in terms of not eating excess calories um but eating enough calories that you're still being nourished and actually another thing i wanted to ask you about because you know you work a lot in the world of weight loss and um sometimes you can see when people lose weight very quickly 
that that can have an effect on their skin. Um, so is is kind of slow and steady weight loss something that you'd often recommend as well? Um, could that be another reason maybe to avoid some of the, the quicker diets? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think for lots of reasons, um, I'd always recommend going for the slow and steady approach. Um, I think it's more than a, an easier sort of lifestyle adjustment rather than being sort of extremes that you potentially aren't going to be able to maintain. But yeah, certainly from a skin point of view as well, um, our skin cells need sort of time to adjust on our, our skin tissue and things like that. Um, so like you said, sometimes if you see someone drop a lot of weight very quickly, they will be left with this sort of excess skin because it hasn't had time for the elasticity to sort of take hold and, and reduce very slowly. Um, but one really interesting thing, I think, I don't know if you're familiar, if you've ever watched any TV shows where they have like really big weight loss losers. Um, and often what they do in those situations is um, they're losing weight alongside quite a strict um, and almost excessive, but like a really heavy exercise routine. Um so we do find that actually pairing your weight loss with regular exercise, particularly sort of strength-based resistance exercise, can actually really help with that elasticity and you see less of an impact on sort of um, leaving behind excess skin um, if you actually team it with exercise as well. So that's just another reason to sort of balance exercise and healthy eating. That's a really good point, actually. And I think... A really good motivation for making sure you get that exercise in because I know that you know they say abs are formed in the kitchen so diet is, is definitely important but as you say it's kind of you know it depends what you want to achieve um, from your healthy lifestyle and I think if you know preserving that collagen and skin elasticity and and that vibrant co complexion is important to you then making sure that you're doing sufficient exercise as well and obviously that's going to preserve uh, muscle mass which we know from a longevity perspective is really important for kind of reducing the risk of all cause cause mortality and things so i guess on that point you did you've mentioned protein um, we've mentioned that collagen uh, is a protein and something with, that is very popular at the moment are high protein diets. So in your opinion, would you say that a high protein diet is a good approach for supporting skin health or is it something that you'd avoid? Um, it's not something I would avoid at all, but it's just not a straightforward answer in terms of I'd say adequate protein is absolutely essential um, for making so sure that we're supporting all of our um, cellular health and growth and regeneration. Um, higher protein has lots of benefits that can sort of spill into helping with aging. So, for example, higher protein diets have been associated with improved weight control or weight loss, for example. So, that could be a benefit that some people will find if they have a slightly higher protein diet because proteins are very filling nutrient. It's easier for them to actually lose weight. And so that can then also improve sort of um, skin health, aging, cellular health and, and things like that. So I'm going to throw a few quick fire questions at you for your best advice uh, when it comes to aging. So tell me, 
alcohol makes you look old. True or false? <laughs> True, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, if you drink it in excess, although one small glass of red wine every now and then could be beneficial. Yeah, we can get that reservatol, those antioxidants. Um, collagen supplements uh, are good for anti-aging. Potentially not skin-wise. Um, there isn't really a lot of evidence at this point to support that. Um, but they could benefit joint health. So a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And the more exercise, the better when it comes to anti-aging. Yeah, uh, well, essentially, yeah, exercise is great. Um, as we discussed earlier, it can really help with sort of keeping skin elasticity, especially if losing weight. Um, but as long as it doesn't go too far, because uh, excessive could cause stress on the body, which wouldn't be good. So it's all about balance again, essentially. We don't like stress, but we like fitness and uh, building our muscle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Amazing. So I just have one final question for you. Uh, so out of all of the anti-aging uh, dietary advice we've discussed today, what tip are you the worst at adopting personally? Oh, no. Do I have to be honest? Um, <laughs> I would say sugar is my downfall. Um, so, yeah, I have a real sweet tooth, definitely sort of a carby person in general. So I probably do do eat a little bit too much sugar sometimes but really try to balance that out with like other healthy nutrients across my diet and try not to be excessive but I would say I'd probably look a little bit younger if I didn't eat as much chocolate but chocolate tastes so good <laughs> I know what are they putting that thing <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I do like sugar is that thing that I'm have to be quite conscious of in terms of uh, not taking too much because it doesn't do my skin any benefit and it definitely doesn't do my mood any benefit. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's a not good in the long term anyway. Yeah, feels, <laughs> feels good for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Emma. That was a really good discussion. And I hope that um, anyone listening has uh, learned something new and maybe uh, heard some tips that they can take away. For anyone that would like to find out more about Emma and NutriCheck, you can find all the links on our podcast page at bbcgoodfood.com forward slash podcast. Thanks, Emma. Thanks, Tracy. In the next episode, I'll be speaking with NHS GP and food writer Dr. Chintal Patel about how to supercharge your diet. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Good Food Podcast. For more health tips, guides and recipes, please visit bbcgoodfood.com. Good Food.